in a world full of movie trailers. One podcast breaks them down. This is Trailer Breakdown. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Trailer Breakdown. I'm Eric and I'm joined today by Lou and Tim. Lou, how you doing? I am doing great. All right. Tim, how's it going? Uh, it's, it's, it's going, it's going, it's going. Okay. It, things are good. I'm, I'm, I'm here to have a good time. All that's, right. I, that's yeah, that's the that's goal we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And we've got three great trailers for you today. So Tim, I'm sure you're going to enjoy every one of these. I'm optimistic. Okay. So far. Someone should be. All right. Tim less so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. So we had, uh, we've still got some catching up to do on things from San Diego Comic-Con, but a lot of those teasers are for television series, which we do also cover here on Trailer Breakdown. However, we want to intermingle those with movie trailers as well. So this week we have one movie trailer and two television trailers. Hey, Eric. Yes. Um, you're slightly discriminating against our British audience um, over there. They call it the telly. The telly. Yes. Okay. Do they still call it the well, telly? I'm, too, I'm not saying it? they can't call it the telly. But then if I, I called it I, the telly, I'd be discriminating against our American audience too. So I, what am I supposed to do? I'm just trying to relate to everyone. Okay, big That's screen all. and little. Well, no, because then I'm discriminating against... Size. So anyway, yeah, okay. I don't want to say big and little because that's just, yeah. Uh, one time events versus serial events that you can observe from your home or localized small private dwelling that is not open to the public. That's what, a fan. What if you have a non localized definition. small public Moving dwelling? Moving on. Okay, so this week we are going to cover. <laughs> I wish we had the Black Widow trailer, but Marvel is not posting that until tomorrow. Yeah. Stupid Disney posting all their stuff Monday after the convention instead of Sunday. Yeah. Night. You jerks. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to all of the star Wars and Marvel stuff later, but for now we are going to start out with corporate animals. Now this one is probably one that most people haven't heard of before. This is coming out in, uh, well, I guess I should have gotten a release date on it. I'll come back to that. This stars September 20th. There you go. September 20th. So a uh, little less than a month at this point. This stars Ed Helms, Jessica Williams, Demi Moore. And it's a comedy. The premise is that Lucy, played by Demi Moore, is the egotistical megalomaniac CEO of Incredible Edibles, America's premier provider of edible cutlery. I'm getting this from IMDb. Yes, you eat with a spoon or a fork and then you eat the spoon or fork. So, uh, and she seems a little bit off her rocker, but anyway, uh, in her infinite wisdom, Lucy leads her staff, including her long suffering assistants, Freddie and Jess played by Karan Sani, uh, the well, Mohinder from Deadpool. Yes. And, uh, Jess played by Jessica Williams from the daily show on a corporate team building caving weekend, caving weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. Caving weekend spelunking. To New Mexico, 
when disaster strikes, not even their useless guide, Brandon, played by Ed Helms, can save them. Trapped underground by a cave-in, this mismatched and disgruntled group must pull together in order to survive. And once again, if you want to watch the trailer, we have links in the show notes and on the website at randomchatter.com where you can watch the trailer as you're listening to, well, no, you should like pause the podcast, watch the trailer, then come back. I guess you could do both at the same time. But what did you guys think of this? Unless I had never you're heard driving, of this. Then don't even attempt. Don't any do. Of that. I, I, yeah, don't do the video thing while you're driving. Well, no, they can listen to us while they're driving. That, that part, yeah, they can. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. This is an overly complicated episode of Trailer Breakdown so far. Yeah. Needlessly complicated, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> oh boy. So. I had not heard of this until just a few minutes ago when we were uh, looking for things to cover for the show. And I saw this and I'm thinking, okay, Ed Helms, it's a comedy. I should at least watch it. And I think it looks pretty good. What you guys think I of this? I hadn't heard of it until after you heard of it. Yeah. And I heard I of thought, it after Tim heard of it. So, well, there wow. you go. I thought I the trailer was hilarious. Yeah. We, we don't see them anymore in uh, comedic roles very often. Which is too bad because like her timing, at least in terms of the cut of this trailer, I think is great. Yeah. Um, and she like uh, her. Her stick in this, I mean, she's kind of the 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 straight man in the ensemble. So like mm -hmm. she's trying to be very serious with this stuff, but it all comes across as very absurd. And it's fantastic. I think it's great. And she's also it, that in, totally incompetent leader. Mm. And what makes this really funny, I think, is that, you know, we've all been in, or we've all been, but, you know, many of us have been in a corporate environment where there is, you know, a certain amount of dysfunction. So we can mm -hmm. kind of relate to this and right. having them going on a team building exercise that turns into a real life or death team building exercise, I just think has comedy written all over it. Yeah. And what isn't funny about cannibalism? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, that's true. Yes. And the there cast, I think, is, is like we haven't thought gold. About. Yeah. Well, we don't know that they actually eat anybody. It's no, but they talked about. Talk about it. It is talked Heavily. about. It is talked about. And I think the cast is really good. I mean, each of these, uh, Jessica Walters, I had, I don't think I've actually seen in any Williams. fictional roles. Williams. What did I say? Walters. I said Walters, Jessica Williams. I'm sorry. I've seen her on The Daily Show, but I've not seen her in anything else. But um, Karan Sani, I assume I'm pronouncing that correct. Karan? Karan? Karen? Might be Karen now that I think of it. I'll have to look it up. Um, I loved him in Other Space and in Deadpool. I think his comedic timing is really good. Obviously, Ed Helms has done one or two things before and has been mm -hmm. okay in them. You know, I, I've got some high hopes for this one. I would be well, willing yeah, I mean, to bid on this in the next movie draft. Would you? I would. You <clears throat> know, one thing I always worry about in trailers for comedies is they give you all the funny bits in the trailer. And usually they're pretty big pretty big funnies and you know you can kind of see they're giving you everything there and you're not gonna get anything else in the movie right beyond those this one doesn't feel that way this one feels like they're giving us good comedy gold but it's not like it's so over the top that you're like okay they just they just gave us everything in this two-minute trailer right this just feels like it was just flowing as it went and it was just yeah. comedy you know in line 
And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, this there's gonna be some more comedy coming up that I can't wait to see. Well, what they seem to do in this one is they presented the situations, but they didn't actually deliver any of the punchlines. They introduced what the right. jokes would be about mm-hmm. without the the actual uh, conclusion of the joke. And I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's a great trailer cut. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, in terms of. <clears throat> how well the movie's going to do. And, and maybe we're venturing off a, a little bit from the intent of our show here. But so first of all, this is being billed as a comedy horror. Hmm. I, I'm really? not seeing, okay. I, I can kind of see the twist of potential, not really horror in this because comedy just doesn't make me think horror. Um, but I just don't think that it's like a horror few. Horror. I mean, it, house. Oh yeah, yeah. It's stuff it, like it, that. This is also, um, according to the movie poster, rated R. Well, that doesn't surprise and, me. Yeah, comedy. <clears throat> yeah. And 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 that's another thing that can limit audiences. Yeah, so. horror. I just don't see any horror element in this. <sighs> Well, I mean, if they're going to eat people, but still it's, it's like so comedically and I don't see them getting like slasher graphic with it. Right. Because no. it's, because really the whole thing is about the reluctance to do it. Right. And of course you have a couple of people who are like, well, we're hungry, you know, and that's funny. So because right. again, it's the talking about it that's funny fun. and shocking. It's the doing it that doesn't really yeah. get you anywhere. Well, and even if they do it, though, I'm sure they're going to make it so ridiculous and over the top that it's not going to yes. come across as a horror in any way. I'm I'm really surprised they put that label on that. I wonder if they're maybe trying to expand the number of categories that gets included in in web searches or something. Maybe I, I just I don't maybe. see it otherwise. I mean, it, it's got to be a, a search keyword rigging sort of thing. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's Corporate Animals. And again, you can <clears throat> check that out at randomchatter.com. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Next yeah, up. Looks really funny. I think Highly so. Recommend. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to this one. Next up, we've got the trailer for Star Trek Picard. We talk a lot about Star Wars on this network. We don't really talk that much about Star Trek, and yet we are all Star Trek fans. Mm -hmm. And I have to say of most of the television series, The Next Generation is probably still, uh, if not the top of my list, then maybe second place. It's because you haven't given DS9 a good chance. How many good chances? uh, Eight, Lou. How far have you gotten? Have you watched the whole thing? Uh, Two-thirds of the way through season three. Yeah, and it probably picks up really good after season three. Great. Everybody told me it picks up good in season three, and they lie. So, Lou, what new characters do they introduce that don't suck? I personally think it picks up good after season one. Season one was a bit of a snoozer. I like it from season two on, but I can see where season four on is. Who are the new cast members they bring in? Because so far I haven't cared about, like, hardly any of the existing ones. So, like, when do we have someone on the show that I actually cares what I care what happens to them? When does that happen? Oh, then you're just heartless because I care about all the characters. Well, there we go. So <laughs> Lou is a caring person. I am. I would rather rewatch the worst episodes of Voyager over and over again than anything I've seen so far in DS9. Wow. Okay. I'll make a list I of episodes Voyager. you should watch. Okay. If you do that, I'll, like I'll watch them. Too. Okay. I will. 
Okay. So Star Trek Picard. We've got the return of what's his face? The old bald guy. You guys should know his name. Excuse you guys me, are bald. Tim? No, Tim, the old one. Lou. Luke is talking. <laughs> okay, I'm slightly older, I suppose. I made an old joke the other day, and, and Lou wasn't there for it, and I felt bad. Not for making the joke, but because Lou wasn't there. Was that, was I the punchline of the joke? Yeah, oh, or was fuck, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I think it was Tim, I, I, right? I, it was a text between Eric and That's him. right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, like I had forgotten <laughs> something or whatever, and I said, yeah, that's what happens when I get Lou, uh, when I get old. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Had to be there. Anyway, okay. so Picard. Patrick Stewart reprising his role as Jean-Luc Picard. I have to say, the one thing that worries me about this series, I'm looking forward to it, but after watching a couple of interviews from San Diego Comic-Con and afterwards, and I mean this in all seriousness, this is not joking, and I'm not happy about this. I'm concerned about this, but I wonder if maybe naming the show Picard was a bad idea. I don't know how much longer Patrick Stewart is going to be around. And I say that solemnly, like I, he's, if you watch interviews this year and you compare them from interviews, even two years ago, he seems mentally a little bit slower than before. And maybe it's just my perception. And I hope to God that I'm wrong. I really do. I love Patrick Stewart, mm. but I, I kind of feel like he's, slowing down and, and I'm worried. I'm, I'm concerned. And so maybe naming this something other than after the main character, in case something does happen to Patrick Stewart, even if, even if he doesn't die, if he becomes physically unable to continue in a series like this, what do you do? I mean, at some point he's going to want to retire. You're absolutely right. And that yeah. could be one, you know, naming it Picard, you're right. Does have a, expectation that Picard will be in it. Right. Wow. Eric just like dropped a downer bomb on this I know, whole kid. Show. I was Listen, always Eric, upbeat for this. And all but, of a sudden I'm like, man, Patrick Stewart's retiring now. Eric. He may be, he may be forced to, he might have to. I don't think he will but, until he has to. I think he's going to keep acting right up until the end. I think he loves doing this. He genuinely. My brain went to, oh my gosh, Patrick Stewart's going to die tomorrow. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about retiring. <sighs> I mean, if we're going to go dark, we're going to go full on dark here. I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, he's I'm 79 years old right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is, this is 25 years. One of my concerns was, you know, how, how active will he be in the role? Cause I mean, last we saw him was 25 years ago. Um, and, and I shouldn't say last we saw him, but last we saw him in the role on next generation was 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, you fast forward that and in a man's life and, you know, he's, point now where he's not wanting to take on new challenges, but kind of easing back in his, uh, you know, the golden years. Right. Right. Even if you are a spacefaring captain. Well, and that really, that's largely seems to be the whole point of the show. I mean, they, they haven't done any plot reveals on this, but that really does seem to be, you know, you, you, you look at the symbolism, uh, you know, early on in the trailer, he opens up the case and, and there's the, the, the Starfleet, uh, the Starfleet badge in there and such. And, and oh, so I thought you were going to say data. I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, it starts you right off with that symbolism of this is a guy who is, you know, retired and just doing his own thing. And then now he's being pulled back into another space adventure and, 
and and not reluctantly. I mean, he he actively pursues it. You know, you see him then meeting with the admiral and convincing the admiral that hey, look, there's something going on, and I need to be involved in it. And um, I I think it's a it's it's I think it's a fantastic trailer. I think it's really really well cut. Yeah. Um, this is mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned yet. This is CBS All Access. Um, and they have had Star Trek Discovery uh, going. They're going to be starting season two here soon for Star Trek Discovery. Uh, it's um, season three. Or season three, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that they got a decent draw over there with it. But this show is going to up their subscriptions. Oh, definitely. Like exponentially. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to to jump all over this. I mean, and you've you've got... I, I I think there's there's a lot of motivation behind this. I mean, I, I, along with Patrick Stewart being in this, um, Jonathan Frakes uh, comes back, so you've you've got Riker mm-hmm. coming back, Marina Sirtis. Uh, in this for a bit. Um, yep, uh, you've got Jerry Ryan with Seven of Nine, who seems to have like more personality than she did in in Voyager. This is Eric the first time that? I've seen Seven of Nine, and actually had any interest in the character. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the thing is, she only says one short line, but she's not the robotic Borg character that she portrays. You can tell that there's been an evolution of her character quite a bit. Right. Mm. Um, Brent Spiner is, is back as, as data. So I, there's just a really, uh, it's, it's nostalgic to have a lot of these characters come back and characters that are not just from the next generation, you know, so like seven of nine. Um, but it also doesn't feel like it's merely fan service in bringing those characters no, back. No, it seems there's definitely a point to it. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things I liked mm. the most about the trailer. And probably the thing that stood out the most to me is this looks different. It looks like, mm. you know, we've got different type of storytelling, a different tone um, different ships, different environments, all totally different characters aside from the ones you just mentioned and it, a different, um, storytelling mechanism too. Like he's not a Starfleet commander. He's got this little uh, firefly slash serenity ragtag band of, of people. Yeah. And then you've got some kind of character there. Um, uh, a younger <clears throat> female cast member seems to be this unknown factor that she's going to destroy everything or maybe she isn't and she doesn't know what she really is. And you know, all of that Mm -hmm. little mysterious dialogue stuff centered around that character. So right off the bat, there's a lot of depth going on. Like there's hints that there's a lot going on in the story. And then the montage of clips at the end, there's a lot going on there. You could pick apart the stuff in this frame by frame and it looks like there's genuinely a lot of stuff to sift through, even more yeah. so than what we got, let's say, in the episode nine teaser for Star Wars. Yeah. So, you know, I'll disagree with you guys in, in one small point. Now, I, I am still anxious to see this. I think this looks amazing. I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was a little bit more fan servicey than you guys evidently did. Okay. Just because of where they, they, like they pulled out all the stops that wants to bring everybody back and, and have them all in this trailer which I'm excited about, but it did feel a little fan service to me, even down to naming it Star Trek Picard. Because if you named it Star Trek yeah. whatever, because of you know the new thing going forward, people wouldn't be as interested in it as if 
you know, as they are if they named it Picard, right? Well, but that's I smart think, marketing. I think Star Trek whatever else. is a exactly, really bad it is. title. What's that, Tim? Star Trek whatever is a really bad title. It is, but... Um, <laughs> so, to, be, Picard, to be fair, though... It's like they totally gave up, like, Star Trek uh, whatever. Star Trek, the next one. <laughs> the next thing. But to be Star fair, Trek, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis didn't appear in the trailer... That was something that was brought up later right. in interviews that they're involved. The only two people that we have throwbacks to here in the trailer is Data, who may or may not be dead. Apparently, he sacrificed his life two years prior to this for Jean-Luc. Um, though, again, of course, we see him at the end of the trailer. Mm -hmm. And Seven of Nine, those are the only two characters that appear in the trailer. And yeah, yes, they're very yeah. prominent. And again, that was strategic. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's great marketing. But yeah. I just felt like even like I said, even down to the title, I felt like, OK, you're you're pandering to me a little bit. I mean, it's working. I feel the title is. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, and, and that's I mean, that's what marketing is. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 trying to find an association between the project you're doing and what your target audience wants. Yeah, right. And this was spot on. I mean, it's something that says, you know, Star Trek again, whatever you're going to say. Oh, OK, I'll 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 take a look at that trailer you know when i get a chance start for picard but if you Holy never crap, i'm dropping everything to watch that trailer right now mm. yeah but that's so i get what lou's saying though if you didn't see the trailer and you said hey there's a new series and it's called star trek picard so number one you know it's star trek so we already there's a fan servicey thing just because it's star trek you're getting more star trek and then on mm -hmm. top of that hey your favorite character we're bringing him back because we know you want him like it, the title even alone mm feels fan servicey because it's not about this new ship and it's not about, you know, the something versus something war that may or may not be going on. Like it's not about the events. It's wrapped up around a fan favorite character as if we know if we mention the word Picard, that name is enough to have you all throw your credit cards at our subscription service. Yes, but I will also, it's smart, but that's what it I, is. I'll, I'll also propose that Star Trek has always been about the ensemble cast. It's while the Enterprise is which is another thing that bugs me about cast this. member. It's 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 always about the cast. It's it's always about who's in it. And and, but and all the so more reason not doing. to name I mean, it Picard because it's you know, about the ensemble. I'm, yes, but he's the central. This is this looks to be his story. I mean, it's it's kind of a it's definitely a last hurrah for him in terms of Star Trek. Um, and I'm not going down the dark, dark path that Eric went down earlier in this discussion. Um, <laughs> I'm but, sorry. You know, chances, chances are Patrick Stewart's not going to be in another Star Trek thing. Yeah. So this is, this is probably it for him. And it's a, I think it's very appropriate for it to be centered around his character. I got it. Well, I got it. If something does happen to Patrick Stewart, God forbid, they named the ship the Picard. And then the show can I continue. I think there's going to be an illegitimate child somewhere that, you know, he fathered. <laughs> there and, you go. And right. he just signed up is, for that role. Is now taking <laughs> I've got the ball head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the third one. Or, Lou, do you have time to stick around or do you need to bolt or should we save this one I'm for gonna, next week? I'm gonna, I think I'm going to bolt. If you okay. want to save it next week, that's fine. If you guys want to cover it, that's fine too. Um, but I got to, yeah, I got to head to work. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, Lou. Uh, we'll let you know later whether we decided to wrap or uh, or not. But have fun at work and, and we'll catch you later. 
Oh, I Bye, love last. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See ya. All right, Tim, what do you think? You want to you wanna cover this one? Yeah. yeah okay. So, Snowpiercer. This is a movie about uh, nope, Amtrak with a, a lot of show. A lot of snow on the tracks. Well, it was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. It was a movie where Captain America's on a train and he's trying to walk yes. from the back of the train to the front of the train. There's lots of snow. And he like yes. it takes a long time for him to walk and like I guess people attack him and stuff on the way to the front of the train. I haven't seen the movie. But then I guess okay. it was so good and so popular they decided to make a TV series out of it. Is that how yes. this works? Yeah, that's basically it. That so the, the original premise of this um is there was a a climate change experiment, um something that was essentially supposed to reverse climate change. And it drastically went the wrong way. So instead of global warming, we now have like uh, the mega blizzard. Um, so it is like, you know, negative many degrees outside, like fatal, uh, fatal exposure within moments kind of thing. And so they have put it basically killed all life on Earth, except for this uh group of people that boarded this train, the Snowpiercer, which is, I guess, destined to just simply travel around the globe. And within the train, they established a a class system, uh, which is very apparent. You have your haves and have nots. You kind of have a bit of a middle class. And there's so like some of the premise of this is okay. Execution just really isn't good. I mean, First of all, a couple of uh, these are going to come across as stupid questions, but not at all. Okay, so if these are the last people on Earth, like who. If they got on this train to survive, Mm -hmm. who set the tracks up to just be looping continuously? Like there still had to be people outside the train to make that happen. And then who maintains the tracks if something Mm -hmm. breaks or a tree falls on it or whatever, like. There's, there's, well, in terms of who set it up, um, I believe they mention in the movie that like the train and the track system was built by somebody, you know, some like visionary some Steve Jobs, crazy, yeah, kind okay. of, yeah. Um, in terms of maintenance, there, there, there is none. Um, but it, fundamentally, basically, the hazard is snow. And okay. that's why it's called Snowpiercer. So it goes very fast and it has the, you know, the front on it so it can plow its way through snow. And then, but then it may get stuck in some avalanche or a really high pile of snow or something. It's, it's all, yeah, it, there's, there's some questionable execution Okay. Uh, on this. And so the, the interior of the train, essentially the, the back of the train is, is the lowest class. These are like workers and, and such. Um, and then as you make your way toward the front of the train, you'll get a group of cars that have different purposes. So like the, the, there's a bunch of, of school cars for, for kids. So they're going to school there and you have like party cars where the rich people are having their parties and you've got obviously your mechanical systems and all that kind of stuff. And it's, they, they start off. It, from what I recall in the beginning of the movie, and it's been a few years since I saw the movie, that like how they start off is is kind of appropriate to a train. Like, oh, you know, train cars aren't that wide. But as they make yeah. their way through the movie, all of a sudden these train cars are like, you know, here's a ballroom train car. It's like, what what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little weird. So that's the movie. 
so now let's go to the TV show, which is what we're actually talking about. Yeah. So all I know is that this stars Jennifer Connelly and David Diggs and that it's a, a show. Yeah. So I, I like Jennifer Connelly. Um, and -hmm. actually it looks like her role in this is probably the best thing the show has going for it. Um, first of all, where is this show? Um, where's this going to be? Is this Fox? Oh, that's another good question. Do you remember where it's Uh, airing? Yes. Uh, TBS. Okay. Coming in yes. Spring, yeah, TBS. Yeah, it's a it's a very TBS show. Um, so th- I want I just want to say this. So looking at the trailer, um, and I got to watch most of it, like the last thirty seconds or so. I had to watch muted with subtitles and stuff. But I thought that the trailer doesn't look that bad. I mean, I'm still not entirely sold on the premise of I'm not sold on the mechanical aspect of the premise, like the themes, the class warfare and all that. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that sort of storytelling. Oh yeah. The whole yeah. train going around the world over and over again, no mechanical problems, no failures, no, I mean, I work at a place where we have very carefully crafted machines that are very precision and controlled by computer systems and robots and all that kind of stuff. And they break things go wrong. And the whole plowing through the snow thing, I mean, you watch BattleBots, some of those front wedges, I mean, you hit them and they're fine for the first six million times. And then after that, they're going to break. Like to me, the whole, Mm -hmm. uh, the mechanical aspect of the premise doesn't fit that well with me, but otherwise like looking at the trailer, it's okay. Right. Yeah. I, I, so I, I mean, just just like you mentioned, there's a from an engineering perspective, things break, um, and so there there is that. I mean, you kind of have to, I guess, suspend your disbelief there. Um, yeah, the class warfare thing—that's a concept in this that that I think totally works, and it's almost it's it's strange because the the upper class portions of this um, and kind of crossing streams here, I guess, between the movie and also what we see in the trailer, which are really very, very similar, is that the the upper class stuff is almost like this. Um, it, it's kind of like a dystopian future type of thing. The upper class is completely oblivious to the fact that the world has effectively ended. Like they're totally cool with it and they're just doing their thing and they're having a good time and everyone's smiling. You know, the kids wear their uniforms to school and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, there's something bad out there. Eh, Whatever. So Hmm. you you have this class struggle from it. I just. The 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 movie didn't do it for me. Okay, And I think Captain America, how can it? not be an awesome movie. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of reasons why. Okay. And I think that that has soured me to this TV show. Um, it, yeah, it just, it doesn't do it for me. Okay. I had heard enough things about the, the movie that I have it on my watch list because I like dystopian stuff in general. And yet I still have not yet gotten around to watching it. The TV series 
I'm hoping that they do something better with the TV series than they did with the movie. I'm not turned off by the concept. I just have questions. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. When I heard about this, I'm like, yeah, so you're taking a mediocre movie that was not all that well received and you're turning it into a TV series. If you're going to do that, you need to aim high. You need to jump above what the movie did. And I don't know whether they're going to succeed with that or not, but it again, I mean, the trailer looks okay. If you're going to do a, if you're going to make a series out of a movie that generally means that there is, there's concepts and world building to explore. Right. There's not in this, there's literally no world, right? Yeah, exactly. There is no world everything is confined to this train and I get that they're fundamentally rebooting it. Um, the series is based on the same story, but it is not based on the movie. Um, so it's not like it's a continuation, mm-hmm. but I really don't see where like a bunch of writers are sitting around a room or even someone who is just doing a concept of it saying, Hey, you know what? We should take this movie and make it a series because we, we could explore way more with it. I, I just, yeah, I mean, that's sure the other you, question. You it's like the ultimate bottle more, episode, but, but it's like a bottle series. Like, where do you go from there? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's not that. I mean, sure. Okay. We're going to introduce new characters and then that means we have character development, but okay. You're, you're playing within the same confinements. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't get it. One thing that you guys asked, uh, that you guys asked about in terms of, uh, the person putting their arm into a thing. Mm-hmm. That is a, um, and I remembered back to the the original movie. Uh, that's a punishment. So mm. if uh, someone committed a crime or whatnot, they're putting their arm into uh, through this uh, portal that puts their arm outside. And like I said, the outside is insanely uh, cold, and so it effectively freezes their arm off. Oh wow! So so that's that's their punishment. So yeah, you commit a crime and then you become less capable of working. Um, and then you become a burden on a limited population with limited resources because you require medical care for that. Um, yeah, it contribute. all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I can't contribute. So yeah, it all totally makes sense. I, yeah. Nope. So nope. pass. And the other thing that I'm wondering about with this stories are typically considered interesting or uninteresting based on the conflict, mm-hmm. whether it be. You know, we go back to grade school English and we learn about the different thematic conflicts like man versus nature, man versus man, man versus himself, et cetera. And then we've got man versus technology. And and in this, the conflict, it seems like to carry the show along, you've got that class struggle between the front of the train and the back of the train, and it Mm -hmm. can't really ever get resolved or else you don't have a show. And yet, if yeah. that's all the conflict that ever happens in the show, monotonous. you're just dragging it out. Conflict is only interesting if there's movement through that conflict. If the conflict either gets resolved or worsens, it can't really worsen unless they just chop off the back half of the train. Yeah. There's nowhere for the conflict to move to. It cannot grow beyond its current struggle um, population-wise. It cannot mm. improve scope wise it yeah. can't go grow bigger scale wise like there's just no way there's nothing to do with the conflict 
story as far as a storytelling mechanism. It's just yeah. you either resolve it and don't have a show or you don't resolve it and the show goes nowhere. Yeah. Well, and it seems like, you know, they're giving there's something that occurs in here where um, the the lower class folk get or at least some of them get a taste of what's going on. Um, you you see a, a, a scene in this trailer, a short scene where uh, David digs. Um, he's uh, giving he's being given like a, a tour of sorts by Jennifer Conley. Mm-hmm. And he ends up in this car that is like a botanical garden kind of thing. Yeah. You know, really kind of. So, so, I mean, it's it's intentional. She's showing him around. Uh, but then you got to wonder, you know, I mean, it does kind of make you wonder, all right, how how exactly did this happen? Particularly in the movie, it was like you folk, you people stay back there. We're right. up here. There's a separation. Life is good kind of a thing. Um Still, I mean, this this movie or this show, at least from the imagery here, they underscore that the class differences even more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems that they have a little more interplay, I guess, at least just from what I'm seeing from from that one scene. I don't know what that's all about, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just. I think it's just going to get monotonous. I, I don't understand it. I mean, they're so their their first order here for the season is ten episodes. I you know maybe I'll watch the premiere of it just to see, but I don't even know that I'm that interested. I hmm. the movie was not that great. I'll watch it probably again just because I like dystopian stuff, but I'm not that optimistic for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the trailer for this to me looks a little bit better than the trailer for the movie did, but uh, I don't know. I've also got a lot of other things to watch. Yeah. And in fact, I may very well just watch a couple of episodes of this just so we all can talk about it. Yeah. Because we do a lot of that on the network. Yeah. We watch crappy stuff just to. Yeah. It's a sacrifice that we make for you folks. Right. Uh, we certainly hope that you appreciate hey, it. We do try to have educated opinions here. Like, for example, I admit yeah, yeah, we really right do. at the beginning, I admitted I haven't seen the movie. And so I'm I'm trying to rein in, you know, give my opinions on what I have seen, the trailers and such. But, you know, we we do try to. To have educated opinions when we discuss things. So, yeah, we yeah, might watch yeah. it just so we can talk about it. We've yeah, done exactly. that before. Exactly. We we do like to have informed opinions. At That's least, why so. I made Lou sit through Team America World Police. He'll still uh, never forgive me for that. That's okay. I had a friend of mine I uh, either. who I won't forgive for making me sit through Napoleon Dynamite. I hated that movie. I loathe oh, that movie I, so I do not like that movie so at all. bad. And he was just so excited about it. He's like, you got to watch this movie. It's like the most quotable movie ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I, I still haven't forgiven him for that. And he knows it. Anyway, oh, I just I just got reminded that Jennifer Conley was the voice of uh, Karen, the um, the AI interface uh, for Spider-Man. In his suit. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I knew it, I think, back from when we were talking about the movie when Homecoming first came out. But uh, yeah. yeah, I got reminded of that. Jennifer Connelly is in one of my favorite sci fi movies ever a movie called Dark City. Not one oh, of the I'm best sci-fi movies ever, but one of my favorites. Okay. And if you ever watch it, 
there now there's a regular cut and a director's cut and i forget for which cut this commentary comes but there are two commentaries one is by the director alex proyas and the other is mm -hmm. by roger ebert i do not often agree did not often agree with roger ebert's reviews on things but this is the single best movie commentary I've ever heard in my life. And I'm a connoisseur mm -hmm. of movie commentaries. And this by far added more to the movie than any other movie commentary I've ever heard. Really? Okay. So, just a little uh, shout out there. So anyway, I think that's going to do it for this episode of trailer breakdown. We want to hear what you guys think of these three trailers. Are you interested in seeing corporate animals? Does it look like it uh, could be good or does it look like just another brainless, stupid comedy? What do you think about cannibal? Well, no, you don't have to tell us what you think about cannibalism, but you do have to tell us what you think <laughs> about Star Trek, Picard, Patrick Stewart, my comments about DS9. I know I'm going to get torn to shreds for that. And then finally, Snowpiercer. Did you see the movie? Do you want to see the television series? Let us know what you think. You can do that several different ways. You can email us at trailerbreakdown at randomchatter.com, or if you don't want to type all of that out, just do TBD at randomchatter.com. You can also find us in Discord. We have a Trailer Breakdown channel dedicated just to discussions like this in our Discord server. You can get it for free at uh, randomchatter.com slash discord. Rather, that's where you get into the server. The app itself is also free, and you can just go to discord.com to pick that up for your smartphone, your tablet, your computer. Doesn't matter what platform, it's available everywhere. If you'd like to help support the network, you can go over to randomchatter.com slash Patreon. If you donate even just $1 a month, not only is that a big help to us, in fact, that's where we get most of our donations is from just people donating a dollar a month, uh, but we also unlock a bunch more channels in our Discord server just kind of as a thank you to the people who help support the network. We've got lots of different topics there to discuss, and uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you. We've got some other perks there, too, like some other bonus content that we record for um, people who donated different tiers and stuff, but if you want more information about that, again, randomchatter.com slash Discord. And uh, Tim, where can we find you on Twitter? At Qui-Gon Tim. That's Tim with two M's. All right. And Lou, we can find him on Twitter at, uh, what is he doing now? Lou Skywalker? Yes, Lou Skywalker without the E. Without the E at the end. And then you can't really find me on Twitter. But if you want to follow me anyway, a sympathy follow. Eric Blythe, it's E-R-I-K-B-L-Y-T-H-E. -E. You can find all of our shows over at randomchatter.com. And that is it for this episode of Trailer Breakdown. Until next time, take care. <laughs>